Hello, everyone. Welcome to the It Is Better to Know podcast with Cecilia and Anne, where we break down the most complicated health topics and make them easier for you to understand. Welcome, everyone, to our first episode of It Is Better to Know. Oh my goodness, our first episode. I'm so excited. I know, me too. Are you ready, Cecilia? I'm so ready. Okay, all right. Well, I just wanted to say, like, um, with the COVID-19 pandemic and with the school year upon us, we know a lot of parents are going to feel anxious about sending their kids back to school. It's definitely going to feel so different from before, hey? Yes, 2020 is definitely a crazy year. I remember when I first heard about COVID back in February. I don't think too much of it, did you? No, me either. I was just coming. I remember I was just coming back from my uh, trip to Mexico and we were like, oh, yeah, COVID. That's crazy how it's in China. And then that was it. (laughs) Yeah. And then a month later, everything was on lockdown. It was like, wow, that happened really fast. Yeah, super fast. I had my trip planned for Japan and Taiwan in May. At the end of May, I was like, oh, this is not going to get canceled. I was super stoked about it. But, you know, who would have thought it now becomes a pandemic? I know. And things like, you know, continuous masking, regular hand sanitizing and social distancing. That's now our our normal way of life. Mm -hmm, Exactly. That we have back to school. Now, that's another hard thing for parents to grasp and understand, I believe. Yeah. Let's get started. And because September is Head Lice Awareness Month, our first topic will be about lice, the banes of every, every parent's existence. Now, there's nothing more dreadful to a parent, probably, than receiving a lice note from your kid's school. Yeah, I agree. Have you heard the saying? Lice breaks down the sanity of our society, one mother at a time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know. Anyways, our goal of this podcast is to ease your fears about lice. So this episode is going to be more of a Q&A style. We're going to address all the questions we have ever been asked in the past and provide you with information so that you're well prepared should lice ever invade your home. Yes, let's discuss the first question. When is the peak season for lice? Well, there's three prime seasons when head lice infestations are common. It's school, school, and school. (laughs) But seriously, you know, lice infestations actually really do peak shortly after school starts, which is in the fall, after winter break, and after spring break. And particularly among preschoolers and elementary school students, because they tend to have more close um, head-to-head contact. So that just makes the transmission of lice that much easier. Yeah, that's, that isn't too surprising. I guess with social distancing, hopefully the chance of spreading head lice will be reduced. That's true. But, One bonus mm-hmm. of COVID. Yeah. But we also know that when going back to school, younger students are not required to maintain physical distancing when inside the classroom bubble. So I think September is still a peak season for lice, uh, despite COVID and all. Hmm, That's a good point. But how does a parent know if if your child has lice? So the first sign, if your child is scratching their scalp like crazy, that's usually a good indicator, especially in the back and the sides of the scalp, because the lice like to lay eggs in the warmer parts of the scalp. So make sure you check those areas on your child's head. Yes, that's a good point. Lice are commonly found behind the ears and the nape of the neck. Also. If you want to know how long your child has lice, the height of the nits above the scalp indicates how long the lice have been there. For our curious listeners who are not familiar with the life cycle of lice, let me quickly review it along with some lice terminologies. 
There are three stages, egg, nymph, and adult. The adult female lice, which has six legs, lays seven to 10 eggs daily. They lay their eggs in egg casings called nits, and nits take about one week to hatch. Once the eggs hatch, lice are known as nymphs, about the size of a pinhead, and eventually mature into adults within one to two weeks into the size of a sesame seed. But Cecilia, speaking of yeah. lice, have you ever seen one in real life? Oh my goodness, yes. I remember one time I was a pharmacy student and, uh, well, yeah, let's, uh, let's leave it at that. I was a pharmacy student and we had a patient come in and they actually set a louse on the counter. And she asked, what? is this lice? And then, yeah, we saw it. It was, it was like the size of a, of a sesame, but it had three pairs of legs. So we oh. all screamed and backed away from the counter. I remember, um, uh, yeah, like our, our pharmacist actually put it into a little um, uh, container, like a little vial. <laughs> I know. Why would you bring that into a pharmacy? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I always... I always thought Laos is black in color, yeah. And I always, uh, I was surprised to learn that it is more of a grayish white or tan in color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just say it's not the most aesthetic insect in the world. Yeah. Being so small and all, they they crawl so extremely quickly, and it's just not as easy as it looks to catch it either. Yeah, and if you don't have the skills to try to catch one, uh, try to uh, make sure you use the wet combing with conditioner method. So this is where you apply white conditioner all over the head and then comb from the base of the hair to the end with a regular comb and then with a knit comb. So you can section the hair and focus on one section at a time. Repeat five times for every area of the hair and check for live lice with each combing. That's a great tip, Cecilia. I, I do see a lot of people coming in and ask if I could search the child's head for lice. Yeah, no thanks. You know what you should, um, you should tell them instead? What? <laughs> a funny joke. Oh, gosh. Is this one of your lame jokes? Excuse me. My jokes are never lame. Just, just wait. Sure. So, all right. So you should tell them or you should ask them, what does a Jedi use to get rid of nits? Wait for it. They use a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the parents will really enjoy that. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> so back to what we were talking about, everybody. Please try the wet combing with conditioner method if you have issues with finding lice. Now, if all else fails, you could also call the lice fairies to deal with the problem. What are lice fairies? You mean Kijiji? Well, unless there's an actual fairy. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> they could grant me so many wishes. But, you know, you can definitely find anything on Kijiji nowadays. You just have to offer the right price. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, I also have had a lot of parents saying that they don't see any lice, just nits. But remember, make sure to check if it's nits and not dandruff. Nits are tiny white dots attached to the hair. So if you found a fleck on the hair and it doesn't slide easily, you found a nit. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so you look through your kid's hair and found some nits along with some live lice. Now what? But just a reminder, lice are a nuisance, not a health threat. If your child does have lice, go to a local pharmacy and ask to buy an anti-lice shampoo, right? Yeah, there's treatment for it. But make sure, you know, you don't, you don't bring the lice with you. So <laughs> I don't want yes. to repeat that experience again. So yeah. And also mm-hmm. just a reminder, you don't have to burn all your family valuables or shave every family member's head. Although I guess that would save money and time in the long run. Now that I think about it, you don't need haircuts or you need less haircuts. You don't need shampoo, no bad hair days. Hmm, that's quite, well. a, quite a bit of benefit. 
Well, but no. Good thing we have lots of lace product on the market, so we don't have to shape our heads here. I mean, I don't want to sound vain, but my hair is like my everything. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. I don't think I would look good bald. I don't. I don't really want to find out. But hey, speaking of which, um, this reminds me. Have you heard about the Louse Buster machine, where it kills lice by exposing it to hot air for thirty minutes? Oh yes, the hot air has been found to kill lice. The machine is expensive though, so a lot of people are using a regular blow dryer, and that is not recommended. Why? I think I would use a regular blow dryer. I have it already. I don't want to spend money on a machine. Well, because it causes live lice to be airborne、oh. and spread to others nearby, right? Okay. And、mm-hmm. speaking of which, a popular question often gets asked is, who should be treated? Okay. Well, bedmates should be treated prophylactically. Other family members and close individuals, close contacts of individuals with head lice, should only be treated if they're actually infested. Well, that's a big word you just used there. So, ah,、uh, what of the day is prophylactically? In this context, that means to prevent lice. So, avoid treating prophylactically as these products contain strong chemicals and can irritate the scalp. Also, it can lead to resistance in head lice. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> offering the definition. You sound just like a dictionary. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>、yeah. But do you normally、uh, recommend picking the scalp for nits after treating? Absolutely. Well, because of increased resistance to a lot of treatments, it is important to remove nits, even though it's time-consuming. Now, because nits are held in place on the hair strand by a cement-like fixative, you can use lubricants such as hair conditioners, soaking the hair with white vinegar, like wrapping the hair in a towel soaked in vinegar for thirty to sixty minutes, and then rinsing with water. The nits then can easily be removed with your fingers, tweezers, or a fine-tooth metal nit comb. Yeah, and also remember that lice can only live up to four days without feeding on human blood. Usually, no more than forty-eight hours. Nits, though, they're they're hardy little things. They can survive up to ten days. So it's important to remember avoid to avoid sharing personal items such as clothing or combs or hats or towels and bedding. And make sure you wash your clothes and your bedding and your blankets and your towels, hats, scarves,、um, in hot water and dry in the hot cycle for 15 minutes. You can soak your combs and brushes in hot water and soap, or in rubbing alcohol for at least 15 minutes. If you have any items that can't be washed, you can just seal them in a plastic bag for at least 10 days. And last but not least, make sure you vacuum all rooms, rugs, and furniture. <sighs> Now, like a lot of work. It is, but <laughs> just to be clear. The the social stigma about poor hygiene and lice is not valid.、Um, Cecilia, lice do not discriminate. If anything, it probably prefers clean heads.、Mm, but there is one thing: lice do discriminate against pets, though. Oh yeah, that's true. But remember, pets do not transmit human lice and should not be treated. That's a relief. But another popular question I get is: How do I prevent my child from getting lice at school? One of the best ways to prevent lice is to limit hair-to-hair contact. Now, keep your child's hair short or pulled back into a tight bun can help lice from spreading. But if you encounter a case of lice, don't worry. Go to your local pharmacy. There are a lot of treatments that your pharmacist can recommend.、Mm-hmm. And we know a lot of parents are stressed and embarrassed when they come to the pharmacy. But lice treatment is a very common question. You don't have to be embarrassed. Yes, please don't be embarrassed. 
some product need to be recorded on your file for legal reasons. So we will just need to ask you some questions to set up a file record for the sale. We are not forwarding your information to authority of public health. Oh, gee, I just have to clarify. Sometimes if you speak fast enough, it sounds like you're saying that you are forwarding the information to public health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> My Aussie accent, hey? I will have to work on that. <laughs> so what kind of products are available on the uh, from the pharmacist who is not forwarding your information to authority of public health? Not forwarding, yes. So there's two categories of treatments available. There's insecticides, like NYX and RNC, some, some of you might find those names familiar. And insecticides means that it kills insects directly. And there's non-insecticides, like Results and Ida. And those work on killing the lice by physical methods, like suffocating them or dissolving their skeleton. Only Nida has been shown to be 100% ovicidal. Remember, retreatment in 7 to 10 days is recommended for all of these products. Hey, Anne, I just wanted to ask, do you still see people buying those electric combs that claim to zap and kill lice? What, what do you think of those? Mm, here and there. Though, hmm, though, I must say that these electric combs, they don't kill nits and must be used on dry hair. Now, keep in mind, though, that lice move easily on dry hair, so it's not very effective. Hmm, good to know. What about uh, like natural health products like lavender oil or tea tree oil? There's not enough clinical evidence of efficacy for any of these herbs. There's also no data to show that any of these old wives' tales, like um, smothering your head using Vaseline, Cetaphil cleanser, or mayonnaise even work. Okay. When, pa- when, when um, parents come back and they complain of um, like treatment failure, what do you think are the most common reasons? Hmm. Well, failure due to mostly is due to improper use of the light shampoo. For example, um, the hair is not thoroughly soaked. So patient, um, you know, especially with patients with long and thick hair, they might probably need like a one full bottle and product not left on hair long enough, not repeating the treatment after seven to 10 days, not manual removal mitts, repeated exposure to lice, or resistant to NYX and RNC lice shampoo products. Okay, yeah, because um, NYX and RNC are insecticidal, but um, if you use uh, products with like a physical mode of action, like result in Ida, resistance is unlikely to develop. So if you're uh, following the directions properly and there's still lice, one thing you could do is try switching to results or Nida. I agree. Now, remember to follow instruction carefully. Manual removal of nits daily until you have three consecutive days without any nits. Younger kids may be difficult to sit for a long period of time, so if you have younger kids, keep them occupied on something they enjoy, like, uh, you know, giving them a tablet, give them toys, or put them in front of a TV, for example. Mm -hmm. Those are good tips. And I just wanted to reiterate, um, itching doesn't mean that uh, reinfestation has occurred, because it's normal to be itchy several weeks after treatment. It's just your body's inflammatory response. If you do um, experience this, you can take an oral antihistamine like Benadryl. Um, just make sure you check with your doctor or pharmacist if that's appropriate for you. Um, or you can apply like a, a topical cream, like a steroid cream for itch relief. Uh, frequent scratching can also cause like redness and infection with pus. If you do develop a skin infection, you may need an antibiotic treatment. So just make sure you do go see a healthcare professional for that. Uh, unfortunately, if two treatments still do not get rid of lice, Make sure you ask your pharmacist for another option. For unresponsive cases, 
There's also prescription products that are available. So Anne, you talked about how a common reason for treatment failure is improper use of lice shampoo. As a pharmacist, which lice shampoo would you typically recommend first? Hmm. Typically, I would recommend NYX and ONC. Well, because those are the first-line treatments in Canada, as a benefit, they're also the more affordable options as well. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Uh, remember that NYX and RNC are not good options for people with chrysanthemum or ragweed allergies. If you have any sort of allergies, or if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, or if you're looking for a product for your young infant, make sure you tell your healthcare providers so they can help you choose the most appropriate option. That's right. Now, let's talk about how we use these products properly. So for NYX, make sure you wash your hair with conditioner-free shampoo. Then rinse with water and towel dry. Then NYX can be applied to your whole head, making sure to cover the back of the neck and behind the ears, as lights tend to hide in those areas. Now, just as an approximation, you need half to one bottle for adults and children with long hair. Be sure to leave the NYX in for 10 minutes, then rinse. Yeah, that's, that's some really good advice there. And I just wanted to talk about RNC because it's a, it's a little bit different than NYX. Because for RNC, you actually need to apply it to dry hair, um, leave it on for 10 minutes, and then you can add a little, a little water and then work the shampoo into the hair and rinse um, to form a lather. And then you can rinse it out thoroughly. Okay, let's discuss the, the next two products. Um, I guess the next two, neither of them are recommended for children younger than two. And there is no data on safety in pregnancy or breastfeeding. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about results first. Um, the good thing about results, um, it is still in the mid, uh, mid-range of pricing, so it's not terribly um, expensive. Uh, for results, you have to apply to dry hair and leave it on for 10 minutes and then rinse with warm water. Most products only take 10 minutes to kill lice, hey? Yeah, well, we haven't talked about NIDA yet. So um, NIDA is actually the most expensive of all the lice shampoos. You have to spray it all over your dry hair, massage it until the hair is completely wetted with a solution, and then after 30 minutes, comb the hair with a lice comb. Then let the solution dry in your hair for at least eight hours, and then wash. So most people would, would tend to do this overnight. Mm, thanks for the tips. Now, having a lice infestation in your household is not fun for both parents and kids, but there's one final task to do, the treaded phone call. Oh, yeah. And we know a lot of people would prefer to keep it hush-hush because of the stigma. But uh, the more that people talk about it, the more normal it will be. So don't be afraid to tell people whom you or your kids may have come into close contact with to monitor for lice. It is hard to do because some may be upset to hear this news, but in the end, they will be appreciative of your honesty. After all, it is better to know, right? <laughs> Shameless plug, but yes, it is better to know. <laughs> I try. You know, got to have to get it in there. That's true. So our final parenting tip is never have kids. They might bring home lice. But on the bright side, lice is less of a nightmare than bedbugs. Just be glad they didn't bring home bedbugs. That's for sure. Well, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Yes, please come back and join us again next Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. Be sure to tune in next time as we explore another health-related topic. Bye for now, and stay curious, my beautiful friends. K.
Curious Music is performed by Bonsai Memo, written by Andrew Southwell and Jimmy Harry. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and should not be taken as medical advice. As every individual is unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. You got me